This is the WZ Podcast with J-Rod here, deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling, all with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I'm your host, J-Rod here, folks. First things first, I want to apologize to all my listeners out there. Um, you probably would have wondered why am I doing a podcast on a Monday and I didn't do one on a Sunday. Well, uh, to make it fair, I was actually watching all the wrestling that was taking place this week. And I'm not talking about just WWE stuff with the SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver. There was also Ring of Honor. We had a Warrior Wrestling, uh, Future Stars of Wrestling versus GCW, um, Future, uh, uh, Future Star of Women's Wrestling. That sort of, and that's the reason I got cut up, and I apologize, but I'm here, I get to do this, and I have to say, the freaking weekend was crazy. Now, as you know, we all saw, but before things uh, get to the juicy stuff, let's start with certain topics that we want to go, like from the lowest to the high. Now, as you know, recently... AEW star Max Caster has been put on suspension for two months without pay. Now, some of you probably wondering or may have known, why did he got suspended? Well, he said some things that was very controversial in his raps. Now, there's been a lot of question towards this, you know, many times over. Like, um, how could he, uh, what exactly did he said? He said something about Simone Biles' mental health. And that kind of caused a controversy. But, folks, I want to be honest and truthful with you guys. Mental health is not a joke. It never is. Now, I normally don't talk about my personal life, but I'm going to talk about this. One of my closest friends, who i known for many years, her husband died from mental health. Not only leaving her, leaving also a beautiful little girl who was four years old at the time and it it kind of makes breaks my heart and I understand all of it and I learn more that mental health is not something to joke about but the real question is why didn't Tony Khan did uh, approve it I know that they allow creative freedom to happen that's one of the the, the many uh, things that makes aew great because of that but truth to be told I don't know I wish I knew more but because of that. Now, however, there's been reports coming out saying that uh, Max Caster, um, how do I say, was done with AEW. I'm like, what? And he's just starting selling his gear, the AEW gear. Now, he wasn't fired. Now, they, there were reports saying that they were going to send him to sensitivity uh, sensitivity. Um, classes you know to deal with this because talking about mental health is not a joke and all this other things and that's kind of understand remember what happened to Sammy Guevara he ended up going to sensitivity training because of what he said about Sasha Banks which he made an interview five five years prior to that and it came into the light and he went to that he did he 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 went to the uh, uh, the classes and all that and he was ready to come back and I'm like thinking is Max Caster disobeying the offer they're saying? They're like, look, we don't want to lose you, but if you go take your classes, you'll come back. 
That's all we're asking. But I don't know if Max Caster is thinking. They're saying that he wants to go to the, uh, the WWE. I'm not sure if what's his extent to his contract. Now, they're saying, oh, he's on the verge of being released. There is no official word coming from AEW. AEW hasn't posted anything that, they, that they're releasing him. They did remove him from their uh, webpage, but no indication if he was being released or not. But we'll see what happens then because, you know, it's not of a big deal. Even if he is released, I don't think it's going to be a big deal for him to go to WWE. The reason I say this is because he's not like those guys that will bring an impact in WWE at all. Nothing to compare until they work their butts off to get to the top. That's something we can agree on. But for now, let's just wait and see. Now, as you know, this past Friday on August 20th is one of the most memorable moments. He's back after seven years not being wrestling. I'm talking about CM Punk. Yes, CM Punk is back, ladies and gentlemen. Back to kick some ass with AEW. Now, some of you WWE fans are probably saying, how could this happen? How could WWE allow this? Well, they blacklisted him. You see, if you guys know this or not, the WWE tried to control him. Now, I understand that those are saying he's a very popular wrestler. Yes, that is true. But, as you may heard recently, Roman Reigns doesn't believe that he can... Uh, move the needle or be a draw or whatever but after seeing how things went on Rampage oh my god it was so beautiful I know there were tears and emotions from fans who were happy to see him and you saw this on TV and now it's being spread all over social media about the guy who's crying but I keep saying this folks it's okay to cry damn it it's okay Hell, I would have cried too. But there are those who are making fun of this guy. And I say, screw you. What is wrong with crying about seeing a wrestler that you love watching? Nothing. You think it's it's a joke? No, it's not a joke. It's okay to cry. And there's the old saying, real men cry. Even though they're saying, Men, real men don't cry, but there are those they do cry because they're emotional because they love this more than anything to watch it. Now, I'm also going to talk about this. A lot of fans thought that AEW was full of shit. That, oh, he's not going to show up. Uh, sorry to pop the bubble. You're full of shit. For those who denied that CM Punk wasn't going to be there. You know why you're full of shit? Because that's the problem. You don't know that. We don't know if it's 100% legit. But according to Tony Khan, it was the worst, best kept secret. Now you probably ask me, what is that supposed to mean? Well, according to Tony and CM Punk, look, we know we can keep secrets. They can keep secrets of who they're going to hire. But... This is one of those secrets that couldn't be kept quiet, unlike Sting, who was the biggest secret last year. But 
seeing this, it kind of made a whole lot more sense. Now, I you're probably saying, what took him so long to be at AEW for almost a year and a half? Well, there was a lot of things that weren't right. Now, keep in mind, last year, 2020, was not a good year for all of us. As you know, we had the there was no audience in 2020. It would make sense for a guy like CM Punk to appear in an AEW show with no audience. And of course, it makes more perfect sense. I get it. If you guys recall, Brody Lee had a similar predicament, but he showed up anyway. And he was a draw of, of that. Now, let's talk about Brody Lee. He mentioned something about Brody Lee. Another reason why he chose AEW. As you all know, we all talked about Brody Lee about his passing, and I talked about his widow, um, what's her name? Anna, I think that's her name. Anyway, Anna talked about how she requested for everybody, the staff, the wrestlers, to keep their mouth shut about Brody Lee. And I think that's what CM Punk like about that, because no one knew except for those within AEW that knew what was going on, you know? And I think that's what Punk liked about it, because unlike WWE, there's always sources they can that news media outlets can get, you know, and find out. And I think that's what Punk liked about AEW. They kept this a secret out of respect for Brody, because he doesn't need all this, and I think Punk agrees. And it would have been... It's a nice feeling for him to see. That's what I like about this. I feel AEW can keep their uh, a secret like this. That's serious because we don't need that. And I think that's why he did it. But, of course, let's talk about the biggest news that took place while he was there. His first match is going to take place on September 5th at All Out, also in Chicago. His home turf. I'm so excited for that. Now, what of our thoughts for this match? I have to say, this is going to divide the fan base half and half. 50% Punk, 50% Darby. But the real question is who could win? Now, there are those that believe Punk could win this match because he could make a much bigger, wider audience. He's a veteran and all that, and well-famous. I mean, look, we can say Darby is a fantastic wrestler, an upcoming star. We can all agree on that but punk he's a much higher wrestler than that and of course we all fans would love nothing more than see him succeed in AEW because that's who we are we want him to succeed and it's great that he's there because he doesn't have to deal with the bs that took place in his previous job and you know who i'm talking about folks yes i'm talking about wwe the way they tried to control him once before so i'm very happy for that but right now, let's just wait and see what happens in All Out. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited too. So let's keep moving forward on this episode because there's a lot to talk about. Now, this past Saturday, we had SummerSlam. It was an awesome show. I enjoyed it. Even my mother was watching this at my brother's apartment. I had to watch it here at my own, my own place. And it was a lot awesome. Let's talk about each of the matches. We had the first match. The Raw Tag Team titles between RKO, I mean, RK Bro versus Styles and Almost. Awesome match. 
we can say, okay, bro is one of those odd couple teams. <laughs> you probably would be like, okay, this is weird, but it's fun. I enjoy it. Now, did I expect it for RK Bro to win? To be honest with you, I didn't. But I think they wanted to give this team a shot how it goes. Now, you caught, probably say you will want to see how RK Bro can succeed as a successful tag team. Look at the bro, bro, uh, Broserweights. Pete Dunne, and they succeeded as the NXT tag team title champions back then. But that's how it was. But I'm glad it happened. Uh, if I have to rate this one, I give it an 8. Now we have the next match. We have E. Marie versus Alexa Bliss. Now, I, as much as I like Alexa Bliss, I feel like I wasn't too much pumped on this one. As much as I think I should have. Except, like, they could have done more things on this one. Like, I don't know, something more funner. But uh, it was okay match, you know. Um, I just don't know. But uh, Alexa Bliss won because uh, somehow she was able to tell the drought that not to show up or interfere. And that's what happened. And now the drought is free from Eva Marie's clutches. <laughs> Next match is for the United States title between the Archer of Infamy, Damian Priest, versus... Sheamus, it was a, a very awesome match because I love Damian Priest. Ever since he first made his appearance in NXT, I was deeply enjoying what he can do. Reason I say this is because is this: if you guys knew him before, he was known as Punishment Martinez in ROH, but being in W that made him a much bigger star, and I think it played out pretty well. And I think that's why I liked about about him and I feel it's pretty amazing that he's succeeding and not only that I was practically very very happy that he won the title and I think he deserves to have some a title a title around his waist and the United States I can I can live with that so I have to say if I have to rate this one I give it a, a nine Eight or nine, somewhere around there, or eight and a half. I don't know. I'm so still trying to go through this one in my head. Then we got the SmackDown Tag Team sh titles. We have the Mysterios, Dominic and Ray, taking on the Usos. Uh, pretty good match. Solid. But I feel like, um, I don't know. There were certain things they could have done better. You know, make it more of an interesting tag team. As much as I love the whole father and son dynamic, but I would like to see more of this. And it was a, a good match. However, it was the Usos that retained the titles. However, we will see what's going to happen in the in the fallout because I know that after what the, uh, the he, Ray wanted Dominic to stay focused, we don't know if be those moments where we'll see. That Dominic could turn against his own father. We'll see when that day comes. Next match is the SmackDown Women's title. Now this one was a very disappointing news. Apparently we were supposed to have, of course, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. And then all of a sudden, here comes Camilla taking her place. A lot of fans probably did not like the idea of this. 
And I can understand that. I mean, it's no one's fault. But the biggest surprise was the return of the man. Yes, folks. The man is back. Becky Lynch is back. I was so happy, and it was great to see her. And I feel okay. I prefer this than Camilla. I want to be honest. It makes more sense. Now, however, I'm going to spoil this right now. Well, not a spoiler. It's already known. She beat uh, Bianca really quickly for the title. Now, some of you probably question, why did they are they burying Bianca Belair? I'm like, hmm, I don't know. That kind of is a great question. I hate to see Bianca Belair being buried because we've seen many wrestlers that are coming from NXT. They get buried, and that's one of the things that frustrate me. But that's another conversation, but it's a good point. And Nikki Bella did say that she did not like how this match went. I think she was thinking it would have been a much stronger, solid match. And I have to say, I agree. It would have been a longer match, a great match to enjoy. But hopefully we will know more of the answers. But I don't think that was the reason. I'm like thinking there is no way they're going to bury Bianca. But if they are, I will be so disappointed that they continue with that crap again. The next match is a special grudge match. We have Jinder Mahal taking on Drew McIntyre. It's very interesting. I wasn't too pumped on it. But, however, I'll tell you guys who won. It's Drew McIntyre when he pulled off the Claymore on Jinder Mahal. And, to be honest with you, I wasn't too pumped. But as much as I like Drew McIntyre, there's those I've been hearing that they said he should go back being a heel. I'm like, okay, maybe that would make sense. But the question is, when will that happen? We'll see. The next match is the women's Raw's title. The Raw's women's title in a triple threat match between Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, and Nikki Ash, almost a superhero. Da, 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 da. So, I know there's been a lot of talk recently that some fans probably did not like the idea of Nikki Ash probably being the champion. But, however, I think this match played out a very good well to end it that way. Reason is this. How do we go from this? It's simple. You build up a story, try to figure it out. That's what WWE should have done from the start. But Nikki Ash, I'm not saying that, okay, her being uh, uh, the Raw Women's Champion was a good move. I'm saying, okay, maybe it was a temporary idea or so. As much as I liked seeing the whole superhero bit, it was fun. But it was fun while it lasted. And, of course, Charlotte Flair is now a top champion, regaining the Raw Women's title, and this is going to be a fun thing to watch. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen then. Because she put, of course, uh, Nikki Ash in the figure eight, forcing her to tap out. 
So this is very interesting how they're going to play it out. Now the next match we have is Edge versus Seth Rollins. Edge went back to the Brood era. Oh man, I missed the Brood. They were a lot of fun. Really great. I missed them. I missed the Brood. But it told a fantastic story in the match. Basically, this is one of those matches where it showed, okay, Seth feels Edge needs to leave. His time is up. It's time for me to rise and to the occasion and be the top star that I am today. Edge is just an afterthought. Well, he went challenging back his brood area, and he did, and he won. Edge beat Seth Rollins by applying the spears. I'm like, wow. Edge is a, gr a great guy. I enjoyed this match. It was awesome. Next match we have is the WWE title versus between Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. The match kind of went into a very different position. I don't know if Goldberg really did got hurt, but uh, it was called off saying uh, ref by decision that it was over. But Lashley decided to continue to brutalize him, and here comes Gage tried to, st to stop him from hurting his dad, but he put him in a hurt lock, and of course, here comes MVP being the... the the, the, the weasel or the slime bucket or the douchebag saying it could have been anybody. It could have been anybody. Uh, it wasn't nobody. But do we think this is over between Lashley and Goldberg? I don't know. Let's just see what happens. But I'm kind of curious to see where we go from there. Now, the last... The, the last match for this is the Universal title. Oh, my God. This was a long, awesome match. Move after moves. Punch after punch. Superman punch. I was like, wow. It was great. It was Roman Reigns versus John Cena. I loved it. Amazing match. I enjoyed a lot in this matches because it showed a lot of character. How Roman Reigns... He is still the head of the table, and no one will deny him. But however, after defeating John Cena, the ghost of Christmas past return. I'm talking about the beast. Brock Lesnar showed up. He brutalized jo uh, John Cena, but however, Heyman looked like he's seeing a ghost. I thought that was the best look in his face I've ever witnessed. I have to say... I would like to see this match happen because it needs to happen. So I'm like, wow. I love it. I enjoyed it. SummerSlam was awesome. So let's move on with the next WWE event, which is NXT. Let's go with the opening match. This one is for the Million Dollar Championship between Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. Awesome story. I love it. It showed how Cameron Grimes... He embodies what the Million Dollar Man should be. L.A. Knight, he's an arrogant guy who believes that he is the true embodiment of after he decided to stab Ted DiBiase in the back. And it was great. And, of course, Ted DiBiase believed in, and, of course, and what's his name? And Cameron Grimes. And I think it's one of the, those moments that tells us you know that we could see a bright future with a guy like Cameron Grimes and I think this is something we definitely will love to see 
the next match is the women's, the NXT women's title, where we have, of course, former friends now turned enemy, Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez. This match was intense because it showed Dakota Kai, will, who's been searched for a long time, has been trying to win that title, get that title around her waist. But she thought ever since she had Raquel Gonzalez that she was going to get it, but no. Gonzalez was the one who somehow was chosen over her by Io Shirai. Now she gets her chance. Great match. And it continues to prove Raquel Gonzalez is that bitch who will break anybody that stands in her way. However, as soon as she defeated Dakota Kai, we just saw the shocking appearance of Kaylee Ray. Now... You probably ask, is that the reason why she's there since losing the NXT UK women's title? Yes. However, however, recently it was told, after, ever since losing the NXT UK title, we actually, I heard that uh, she was getting married and moving to Florida. And to me, when I heard Florida, I was thinking, okay, there is a chance that we could see her, you know, going to NXT because it would make more sense. We already seen that with Rail Ripley. We seen that with Tony Storm. Any other buddy who's been like that, it's so much fun and interesting to see because I don't know. However, this is going to be an amazing story because we all can agree. Kaylee Ray was the longest reigning NXT UK Women's Champion. However, can Raquel Gonzalez retain the title once she gets in the ring with her? This is going to tell a fantastic story. The next match, I have to say my favorite match of the night. Dragunov versus Walter Part 2. Oh my effing god, that match was amazing. A classic. I just loved it. It told a story. Like Walter, who was the most dominant guy. Over a thousand days becoming NXT UK champion. I was so impressed with this match. I couldn't stop looking at it. But you saw the determination of Ilya Dragunov. How he wasn't going to give up. No matter what Walter does. But the best part, Tweedledee and Tweedledum didn't show up. I'm talking about Eichner and Bartel of Imperium. They never showed up. But it played out pretty well. And now the real question is, what's going to happen now? Pete Dunn couldn't get the job done. Neither did Tyler Bate, Co Coffee, or Rampage Brown. So now Ilya Dragunov has fulfilled his dreams. However, he knows now he has a target on his back. And the line is going to be piling up. Now, the next match, two out of three falls. The undisputed finale. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. What an amazing match. It told 
a fantastic story about how two former friends now become enemies are fighting to prove who is the best. It was a great moment. I love the story. I love the match. First fall goes to was a straight up match that goes to Kyle O'Reilly. Second fall goes straight uh, street fight, straight up to Adam Cole. But the steel cage, I have to say, it played a smart psychology where Adam Cole was desperate. He wants to end it. He wants to prove once again that no matter what Kyle O'Reilly does, he is better than him. And apparently. He did not see this one coming when he put him the leg lock on him, forcing him to tap out. Now, you may have heard this already. You saw the people who saw this. Some fans were like, this is bullshit. And it's true. I mean, it does, but keep in mind, the outside of it, behind the scenes, you may have heard the rumors and circulation. Adam Cole did not sign a new contract with WWE. Now, I'm not going to get into that right now because right now we still need to be processing more about this. But I can say it was a good match. Now, I know some fans did not like the outcome, but it is what it is. Now, the main event we have is the NXT title between jo Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross. It was an awesome match seeing Joe again. I have to say, this was more about who is... Gonna, how this is going to play out for the future of NXT. You got Karrion Cross, who's been trying to prove that Joe is living in a fantasy world, believing that the way he believes what NXT should be, it's a lie. That the chaos will run wild. And that's what it tells. But Joe, who we all know, he even admitted when he first returned to NXT, saying to Regal, you know how much I've put you through hell. But I did show you respect. And it's true. It doesn't matter. Even if there's disagreements, at least he showed him respect. Karen Cross doesn't give a damn about that. And it played that story well. And of course, we just saw Joe become a third time, the first ever th three-time NXT champion. That's unheard of. I know there's been champions who had it twice. But three Never. And he's the first. Now, some people probably say, what does this mean for Karrion Cross? Is he going to go to to the main roster? I know that they have some big plans from on that. I mean, if that's the case, it would make, you know, perfect sense. Until then, we'll see what happens in the upcoming weeks. Are we going to see Cross either Raw or SmackDown? Well, we'll see how that plays out because we do know his real-life girlfriend, um, Scarlett, will remain in NXT. We haven't seen her recently, but I'm assuming it's because they're training her more to get her in-ring technique better. And that's what I think it plays out pretty well on this one. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode, me talking about this. There's more to come, and I apologize that I didn't do this on a Sunday uh, but I will make it up to you this Sunday. There will be other topics that I haven't got the chance to do because right now I got other things I need to take care of. But for now, I'll see you guys in the next DWZ time, in the next DWZ podcast episode. So I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah, and have a nice day. Bang!